Hi, I'm Bridget Metcalf. Join me each week as I chat with leaders from around the world, shining a light of global issues that affect us all, so the truth may be known. Don't miss out on the conversation. Go to your favorite podcast streaming service now to subscribe to Truth Be Known. For upcoming podcasts, go to truthbeknown.org and enjoy the conversation. Hello, friends. This is Bridget Metcalf, and thank you for joining us today with Truth Be Known. I want to introduce you to my good friend, Tai King, who has lived here in Thailand for 19 years and is fluent in the language and culture. And alongside her husband, pastors an international congregation called ECB, Evangelical Church of Bangkok. Through a divine experience and the talents of many friends that believed in the concept, Tai has developed an incredible tool in the form of an app called Pray the Word, which has been translated into 16 languages and has been downloaded in 190 countries. But the vision for this app was formed out of a deep devotion to God, a painful process of life, and a cry to disciple the nations in prayer. Ty is going to share with you, our listeners today, on how she walked through the process of pain and agony, which molted into a vision that was birthed out of a deep devotion to God. It's really not about us and our ability. It's about us and our availability and our willingness to say, God, if this is how you want to use me. And there were times where it has been a little bit scary, but God has brought in money and people have come forward and I've never had to really ask for anything. I just bring it before the Lord. Take a listen as she will inspire you to use crises moments in your own life to become a tool to bring others to freedom and wholeness through the word of God and prayer. Enjoy the conversation as we dive into this week's episode of Truth Be Known. That's so cool. Yeah. So anyhow, so God has lots of miracles for the eyes. But one of the things that really amazed me when you and I were talking, when you and I first met, Mm -hmm. and you kind of shared with me the story of how you started Pray the Word and where that came from. Would you mind just sharing with me kind of like how that all came about and where this was birthed from? Tell me your story about Pray the Word. Uh, It kind of starts back when we were still pastoring in the States. And we had gone through, we were in the midst of a very difficult ministry time. And it was a time where God took me into a valley that I had not experienced before. So in my personal times with Jesus, as I would pray, or as I would read the word, I found myself praying into the word like I had never done before, like really internalizing it. And I started journaling my prayers and started calling on God to fulfill his word through me, in me, and for his people and for the ministry that we are involved in. So really, I I can't really describe it except I just laid hold of the word in a new way. And I wrote these, started writing these prayers out. And at one point, and I don't remember exactly when, but I showed some of my prayers that I'd written to my husband And he was looking at these and he said, we need to disciple our people on how to pray the word. This is what's missing. You know, we need to start teaching them how to pray the word. And he said, would you be willing to use some of your prayers? And at the time we had, you know, worship bulletins. And he said, let's put an insert, a prayer insert in every week, calling our people to begin to pray this and agree in prayer. And so that's kind of like we did, what we started doing. So every week I would choose something and I would write out a prayer And we would put it into the bulletin. And also then I started doing a Monday through Saturday thing where there were just like shorter scripture prayers to 
to claim for that day of the week, you know, for ourselves, for our faith community, that kind of thing. So it started that way. After being at that particular uh, church for 15 years, we were called here to Bangkok to the Evangelical Church of Bangkok. And when we got here, you know, David said to me, we need to do the same thing. Let's do the same thing. And so we started again, we had like a pray the word insert that we use calling our people to prayer and to a Monday through Saturday praying God's word. And it was during that period of time that first of all, someone came to me and said, Ty, why don't you put this together like an hour daily bread kind of booklet, you know, like a 30 days, you know, kind of thing that people could have in their hands and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, that might work. You know, that might be something that people could take because we have so many people in an international setting that are going through our doors so we did that and we, I forget, we distributed, oh, over 10,000 or more copies to visitors and people, I probably 20,000. I mean, it's been, we've been here 11 years now. But then during that same period of time, one of the younger women in our congregation at the time came to me and I'll never forget, she was working with an IT company here in Bangkok and out of San Francisco. And she came to me and said, Ty, pray the word should be an app. And I'm like, what's an app? I mean, at the time, I still had a little flip phone, you know, I didn't have a smartphone or anything, you know, and, and she started explaining to me, well, first she had to explain to me what a smartphone was, right, you know, this is how technologically challenged I am, and, you know, so she's telling me all this, and I remember looking at her and saying, you don't know who you're talking to, I said, that's, you know, that is never going to happen, there's just no way, and um, she said, no, seriously, you should consider this. Well, I didn't at all. But then like two weeks later, maybe a second person came to me and said the exact same thing, said, Ty, pray the word should be an app. And I thought, okay, two people in two weeks. And so I started praying about it. And I can remember very specifically, I prayed and said, Lord, if this is something that you want to accomplish, then you know that you're going to have to do it all because you know, I'm not exaggerating when I say to you. I know nothing. I don't even know what questions to ask. I wouldn't even know how to open a door to begin to explore this. I know nothing. I need someone to walk to me and say, hey, I hear you're interested in doing an app. I'd like to help you do that. I mean, literally, this was my prayer to the Lord. It was very like out there and I just left it with him. And I remember I prayed that. And at the time I was overseeing our small group ministry as well. And I was visiting different of our life groups and went to this one particular group. And there was a, a new member, a businessman who had come into Bangkok and he was sitting there. He had had lunch with our youth pastor the week before. And our youth pastor knew I had shared this story that God had seemed to be bringing this to the forefront. Maybe that people had said to me, hey, what about an app? And so he had mentioned this to this businessman evidently because at the end of the life group, this business, I was sitting next to him and he turned to me and he said, so Ty, I hear that you're interested in turning Pray the Word into an app. I, I would like to help you do that. And I literally, I was like, it took my breath away. Like I went, oh, and I started to cry. And I said, do you know that those are the exact words that I told God I needed to hear if I was to move forward? And he said, well, he said, I think it would be an amazing tool and we should do it. And within 24 hours, this businessman had sent me a proposal to take to the elders to explain what the app was and how much we need. He had already posted the job on some board on the internet and had more than 20 some responses for the job. And he had narrowed it down to three developers. And, you know, he just, he just went like gangbusters and got things completely lined up. In less than a year, we launched the first version of Pray the Word online. And so it started with English, and I believe we had Thai when it first went up, too, because we had already translated Pray the Word into Thai. 
And then from there, God just continued to grow it. And I just prayed, Lord, however you want to expand this. And I remember when we had our first printing of Pray the Word, and I received it at our apartment, and I was standing there in our hallway, and it was such a tender time for me with Jesus, just standing there. And I remember laying hands on those boxes and just saying, this is just five loaves and two fish, oh God. It's just five loaves and two fish, but if you take it and you bless it, you can use it to feed the nations even, and that's what I'm asking you to do. And so I felt like from that moment on, one after another, he brought people forward who said, you know, or translation teams forward saying, hey, could we translate Pray the Word? So now that Pray the Word is up um, as an app and it's in 16 different languages, God has used it all over the world. It's been downloaded in 192 nations. It's been downloaded over 250,000 times. And we receive at ECB, we receive emails from people all over the world who are using it. We also make it available on our website. People can download the actual prayers. We have people who download them, print them, take them into prisons in South Africa. And I just can't explain what God has done. And it has to, it's really not about us and our ability. It's about us and our availability and our willingness to say, God, if this is how you want to use me. And there were times where it has been a little bit scary, but God has brought in money and people have come forward and I've never had to really ask for anything. I just bring it before the Lord. When we were back in the States and ministering at that time, one of the burdens that God had put on my heart, and I remember it hit me like a flood, was for revival in the church, not just in our particular context, but I just had this longing to see revival break forth. And it just, it overwhelmed me. And much of what I began to pray into had to do with that. I believe that the world in which we live, our cultures, our communities are not going to be changed unless the church is awakened. It's through Mm -hmm. the church that God is going to do this. And so as I saw Pray the Word evolving, I could see how God was using it to revive the hearts of his people one by one. These are the kinds of things that I hear about, you know, people learning how to pray. It's amazing now at ECB, uh, our new believers, they start out learning how to pray God's word. Wow. Which is something, you know, I didn't learn how to do until I was 35, 38. And seeing how they just take off, like their faith level, everything, right? Because they're, they're grounded in the word deep within their hearts. They're grabbing hold of the promises. They're standing in the authority of the word. I I can't even describe it. So I look at what God has done and seriously, God has done it and it is marvelous. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, only he can write that kind of story or take, you know, somebody like me and allow me to be part of developing an app on prayer. I, I'm just grateful. I I see God at work still. I mean, he's still using it in mighty ways. The thing that really intrigued me when you and I first met, and I remember asking you this question because you've been in ministry a long time and you've been in Thailand a total of 19 years, correct? Yes, yes. And then you've been in ministry how many years altogether? Uh, 40 40 years. You know, I just so honor and respect that so much. But one of the questions that I think I asked you right when we were first getting to know each other was how do you feel that you have fulfilled your ministry aspirations in this time of ministry, you know, over this 40 year span? And I, it's a question I ask a lot of leaders because oftentimes I'll hear the response of, no, I still have this vision or no, I want to do this. And no, not quite yet. That kind of thing. And it so intrigued me when you said, yes, 
I feel that this is what God has asked of me. And this is what I feel like God has fulfilled these items. And I think there was just two things you said. There was two more countries that you wanted to have this translated in. And, and then within a week, you told yes. me that they were translated. And so I, I thought that was so amazing. Can you kind of share a little bit about that response and, and why and you responded the way you did? I thought that was such an inspiration. You know, I can see how God fit all these pieces together, how he gave me this incredible burden to see revival, how he took me into a valley that required me to be desperate. I mean, desperate for him. You know, I'm talking weeping and gnashing of teeth, desperate. Okay. And he, it was a very, very painful time, but I would not in any way return from it. Or I, I'm so thankful for that because that's what took me into those the deep groanings of the spirit and praying and seeking him and learning how to fast. And, and he gave me this burden for prayer. And I remember that one time when I was praying, and this is in my living room in Pennsylvania, right? And I'm praying and I'm crying out to the Lord in the midst of crying out to him, out of me comes this. And God, I ask you that you'd give me prayer disciples in every nation of the earth. And I remember I stopped and I said, where in the world did that come from? There's no way that could happen. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking in my context, right? My little thing, but I believe that that was a prayer that was birthed by the Holy Spirit. And I have seen that happen. And so I think that I, I saw the beginning of the, the birth of a vision, which I didn't even understand. Like I said, it's not about our ability, but our availability before God. And I think that he really, during that valley experience, he had to humble me in a lot of ways. He taught me about repentance, what it means to really repent. Even in saying these things out loud, I feel like I don't want to boast in myself in any way because this was God's doing, the work of the Spirit. And he used that to form me, to make me ready for walking out the vision that he was going to give me. Like I'm saying, I'm in Pennsylvania. I never saw to an app. No, you know, it was just like, okay, so we're going to disciple the people here. And then God says, okay, I think it was like being faithful in that. And then he released more and more and more. And so I've never forgotten that that was something that was so incredibly on my heart. And it's been a, an incredible journey to watch him develop that. And like, even like that day that we were together and I said, there's these two languages. And I can remember, I almost felt like I spoke it out loud and God was just waiting for me to do that or something because within, I think it was within 10 days, I had people come forward and contact me about those two languages, and they were Arabic and Russian. Those were two languages that I've really wanted to see go up, and God accomplished that. And both of them are up on the app now, which is an, an incredible, incredible thing that God has done. I feel like I'm in the vision, and I feel like God is helping to accomplish his purposes. I feel like this is what he has for me. Mm -hmm. And to try to inspire the church, challenge the church to return to the discipline of prayer, not depending on ourselves or our own reasoning or listening to the philosophies of the world, but become people who incorporate the word and prayer together. And we cry out to the Lord and we hang on to Jesus until we receive from him. We wrestle. We learn how to wrestle in prayer. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that God, that's what God is helping me to do to help to call it rallying the troops. I know it's not an actual spiritual gift, but I kind of jokingly said, I feel like God, in regards to prayer, God has given me that passion and 
that spiritual gift, if you would, of rallying the troops to learn how to pray. It's amazing because, again, being in ministry so long, and when people ask that question, especially new believers, you know, how do I pray? And, and you're trying to explain to them this is communication with God and, you know, God is your friend and it's a relationship. But that is something that has been underdeveloped in a Christian world that take the word of God and pray the word of God. I mean, you already have the prayers right there, but just bring them right into the promise. That's what I really love about your app. And I, I think that it's really just a simple form. It's like, hey, just take the word and pray the word. Mm -hmm. And I love, I actually have your app as well. So I love how it's become formatted and how you can just read several scriptures at one time that really presses you through. I have a question for you in regards to emerging leaders, young people that really want to do ministry. They have vision in their heart and they're getting started in ministry. You said something earlier in regards to this app, this whole pray the word came out of an agonizing time of your life, like where you had to really dig deep and it was just you and God, nobody else around. It wasn't like you had this great vision to start an app or anything like that. That wasn't even part of the vision. It was just out of your great need. But yet in the world we live in, a lot of the time we try to avoid pain, we try to avoid these moments of our life, but it's through those moments that God creates something and he turns it around. What would you say to somebody that is going through those very same things or maybe encouraging a younger leader, like don't avoid this kind of situation? Yeah, that's a hard one because we live in a culture of comfort, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we all want to be comfortable and our human nature is, yeah, to avoid pain. I mean, that's just one of those triggers that, I mean, I, God has given us, you know, we want to avoid pain, but yet there's certain pain or suffering in our lives that can really produce spiritual fruit. And I think that one thing that I learned as I was agonizing and that God taught me is that I could wrestle with him. I can claim the promises, but in the end, my posture had to be not my will, but your will be done. And I think that in that he began to, it became more than just words to me. It became my heart before him. It was God teaching me submission to his will is what it was and humility before him. And so for those who are struggling, I think that we all need people around us to encourage us, to remind us of the promises of God's word, to say, I'm going to pray alongside. I'm going to believe with you that this that you're going through is not for nothing, but as you as you submit to it, God's going to produce greater Christ-likeness in you. We need to remind each other that there's a reason behind it. He will work it together for good, but do we want to be like Jesus more than we want this thing over here? I mean, God's ultimate purpose, right, is that we become like Christ. Right. So are we you know, we have to align our hearts with his, you know, and submit to that. And I think that's part of seeking first his kingdom and righteousness and making that our goal. And then he takes care of that other stuff that we think we need so desperately, or in the process of becoming like Christ, all of a sudden, we don't need that stuff that we thought we needed so desperately, you know, it changes us, right? But we need to be those who encourage others who are going through that difficulty. And one thing with Pray the Word is that using it helps to develop a prayer vocabulary based on God's Word, based on Scripture, uh, based on truth. We can get rid of all of our emotions with the Lord. We can bring all that before Him. But if that's all we're doing and not bringing it back under the authority of the Word, that's where we kind of get into trouble. So it 
pray the word, one thing that it does is it teaches a prayer vocabulary. And you mentioned about getting new believers and we get away. How do we teach people to pray and everything, you know, and I, it used to be in the church, you know, centuries ago, liturgical church, right? That there was a book of prayer, the book of common prayer. There was liturgy that you did. You read these prayers together as a congregation every Sunday. And if you go back to those prayers, they are full of truth and the word. But what happened was they became rote, right? They weren't connecting to people's hearts. And so the church just threw it away. Mm -hmm. Then we didn't really replace it with any way to teach people how to pray. And I think that we're right now, we're in a generation of those who don't really know how to seek the Lord. And now this is in general, of course, speaking, but mm -hmm. really seek the Lord through prayer and uh, bring our hearts before him. So it's my prayer that pray the word will help to fill that gap, will help us to connect our heads and our hearts together. That's amazing. I, I, I love the app myself. I've been using it as well. So it's been a great tool. And I started giving it out to a lot of the people in our congregation as well and telling them to download this. It's a great resource. But I do want to ask you as well, can you tell me just a little bit about your guys' journey? You've been in Bangkok. You were here for eight years. I think correctly, and then you were in the States doing ministry. What brought you to Bangkok and what has been your journey here and how long have you been here and what's some of your next steps? You know, as a little girl, I was baptized when I was like eight years old and I remember my testimony in front of my faith community was that I'm going to be a missionary someday. You know, I was just sure from the time I was little, I was going to serve overseas. In 1984, my husband and I came to Bangkok as missionaries. We worked with the Christian Missionary Alliance here in Thailand. Uh, we were involved in church planting, and he taught at the Bible Seminary here in Bangkok, and two of our children were born here. So we were here for eight years. And then we very clearly, I mean, much to our surprise, God's leading us back to the States. We felt like we were going back because we were called to be campus pastor at Penn State University, main campus and State College. So we went immediately into this very vibrant congregation of uh, more than 400 university students, all university students. Wow. And we felt God calling us to raise up harvesters, right? That God, you know, to have somebody there that could really um, encourage people to consider at this very, you know, this fork in the road for many of them, what's the next thing and considering full-time ministry. And, you know, we saw God do amazing things and yes, numerous, like more than 50 probably went into uh, ministry in the two years that we were there. I went on to seminary or, you know, signed with an NGO or something, but we were there for just two years. And then again, much to our surprise, because we thought we were going to be there much longer, God moved us to pastor to be the lead pastoral couple of this church and that that was where the real refinement came where that was where the valley was for us that was where God really took us to the end of ourselves and I can see now looking back even as missionaries at State College when we were there we were depending a lot on our own natural gifts and abilities. And God took us to a place where that wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And that's where the work of the spirit, I think, really began and where God could really use us. And that's where these pray the word was birthed in seed form. So we were there at that church and saw amazing things happen. God turned things around in some incredible ways and growth by conversion and many, many ways. But 
from there, then we came back to Thailand. We were called back here at the Evangelical Church of Bangkok. And at first I was like, we can't go back there and be in an English ministry. I mean, this is a, you know, everything's in English, even though we have like 50 nations, but we, we function in English. But God brought us back here. And, and now again, seeing God do things ab seriously above and beyond what we could think or imagine. And I know, for instance, that Pray the Word would not have become like a global kind of discipleship tool. I call it a prayer discipleship tool if we had not come back here. And also the icing on the cake is that God has given us more Thai new believers, more Thai coming to faith here in this English context than we ever had as missionaries in those eight years. That we've just seen this huge influx of Thai into the church, and it has just been amazing, amazing what God has done. That's yeah. amazing. And you guys are both fluent in Thai as well. So you have, do you have other congregations that are meeting at your church as well? Well, COVID has kind of curtailed some things. We had a, a large Chinese contingency that was meeting here, but they have not been meeting now for um, 10 months, probably. And then a smaller Thai congregation meeting here. But we try to do everything in English, but we do have a Thai discipleship class on Sunday mornings when we were meeting that are, are very active, very active. In fact, our Thai discipleship class, these new believers during COVID have began to go into one particular slum community and go in weekly, develop relationships, sharing the gospel. They call it gospel walks, and they have seen 130 people come to faith and have help them to connect to local churches. I mean, it's just been amazing. We've done food distribution in there several times and seeing God bring in the harvest. So I just, it's so exciting to me to see newer believers now turning around and winning others to Christ. Absolutely. That is just amazing. I know that you're getting ready to do another transition. Do you want to share a little bit about what's going to be happening in your guys' future? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is probably the hardest transition we've ever been through and a huge step of faith for us because like over a year ago now, we started to feel the same stirring in our hearts that we felt before we left Pennsylvania to come here, like God was getting ready to remove us, to do something new. And along that journey, there have been just several very significant confirmations that, that we were headed in the right track. And my husband actually more than a year ago brought it up to our elders, you know, that we needed to start thinking about an exit strategy. And so we told them that June 30th needed to be our final date. There's a search committee now, and they've been receiving some applications. And we wanted it to be that way, and they did too, so that we could be part of the search for the next person and be here. I mean, even if the new person can't come, but to be in contact so that there can be some turning over. Because, you know, international ministry is much more complicated mm -hmm. than to your typical ministry, perhaps. So that's kind of where we're at, and we're heading back. We have no job offers. We don't know what the next thing is, but we feel that God is leading us, and we'll see what he has for us. And for ECB, too, they need fresh blood in here. They need a couple, probably, you know, 10 years, our junior at least, to, that has the energy to take ECB to the next thing that God has, you know, to move us forward into outreach into the city and some other things that have been on the, our hearts for a while, but we have not accomplished. I know that the impact that you guys have made in Thailand is far reaching, probably beyond your imagination, how God is used to. And I know for Dane and I personally, you're going to be greatly missed in just a short amount of time that we've gotten to know you. You guys have made an incredible impact on our life. But yet I feel 
in my spirit that there are great things ahead for you too. I really do believe that you're going to be investing in the next generation of what God has. I know that God has an incredible journey ahead of you and it's not going to be strenuous or or hardship. It's going to be delightful because you're being Mm -hmm. obedient to God. So I, I want to thank you for your impact that you guys have made on Thailand, but on my husband and I personally, and your example and your love. The thing that that I really admire about you, Ty, is that I could tell there's such a deep love that you have for your people and the people that God has put before you. And so much of what has been birthed out of you in ministry is because of your deep devotion for God and your deep love for people. So thank you so much for your example. Praise God. That's only because of Jesus, that's for sure. Yeah. I do want to ask you if you can tell me just how can people download your app and what would be the best method for them to maybe reach this and and get a hold of this incredible resource? Yeah, well, if you want the app, the app store, it's under Pray the Word. In Google Play, it's under Praying the Word. And it's a free download. So I encourage you to do that and begin to use it daily. There's daily prayers and then there's other prayers for specific situations and you can access or if you have friends who like speak Chinese or Arabic or whatever, you can point them to that Japanese. I mean, there's a number of, you know, 16 languages there to choose from. So you can do that. Then also at the ECB website, so www.ecb.asia. Okay. www.ecb.asia. If you go under prayer and then prayer resources, there are two things. There are church resources and then there are languages. So say, for instance, you want to use one of the prayers you want to, you're having a prayer gathering and you don't want people to be on their phones and you just want to print out a prayer that you're going to say, okay, we're going to use this prayer tonight and pray into it or whatever. You can, you can download and print out as long as it's for, you know, not for profit use. Um, as many copies as you want of every single language. So that's available. And then also, though, I would encourage you, if you are in charge or overseeing a prayer ministry or a prayer gathering, you know, there's a, you have maybe a monthly prayer gathering or something, there are also church resources. And under that, there are 52. uh, So in other words, there'd be one for every Sunday, if you wanted to use it as a bulletin insert or something you hand out to your congregation on Sundays. So there's 52 and it's a prayer for your own heart before God. And then on the, it's a half sheet. And on the back side is a Monday through Saturday. And every day has, I believe, two scripture prayers to pray for your congregation so that you can be praying, encouraging your people or the people that you're leading to learn to pray in agreement from the word of God throughout the week. And there's even a there's space at the top of the page so you can put your church logo or if you wanted to add something. And again, you're welcome to make as many copies. And there's also, I think on that under church resources, there is actually a file also for how to use it, um, which has some further explanation, but that's a great resource to use for whatever, you know, you have a prayer, just a a simple prayer meeting and you're like, okay, how are we gonna pray? You might look at some of those, they're all titled. So you could choose something that might fit into your theme. There are resources there. So www.ecb.asia. Okay. a very good resource. 
That is fantastic. Okay, so one last question that I have for you before we end our time together is what is the most embarrassing moment or funniest moment you ever had in Thailand that still comes to your mind today? Like maybe that you could share with us. Well, I've had I've had some really embarrassing language things. In fact, I, I don't even think I could share those. <laughs> but, uh, well, I could share one probably. Well, no, I can't. I'm seriously, my language faux pas that have been so embarrassing have been off color because of the tones. You know how in Thai we have tones, right? So I might say the wrong word, but I've used the wrong tone. And I can tell, I mean, people just come unglued and I realize I've said something. And then when I find out what I've said, I'm like, oh my Mortified. <laughs> Mortified, yes, yes. So I would have to say it just has to do with language mostly. I know for one thing that came to mind, I can share this, but it's not mine. It's my husband. My he, his, his language is so much better. When I make mistakes, my mistakes are really bad. But just even like to stand in front of a congregation and you're speaking, right? And to say the word for brothers and sisters, um, there's a very, it's a tonal thing. And instead of saying brothers and sisters, he said, uh, my dear pus. <laughs> so he called the whole congregation pus and the whole congregation broke out in laughter, you know, like, <laughs> you know, cause he called them pus. Did he of, realize that he had called them pus uh, at the as moment? Well, as soon as he saw their reaction, he was like, oh, excuse me. That's not what I meant, you know, and he corrected himself. My problem is, is that I don't usually realize what I've said and I can't correct it. You know? Right, right. I guess that's when, that's a humbling experience and you just have to laugh at yourself once you Absolutely. realize that, or it could drive you mad. Yeah, and with, if you can laugh at yourself, then it, you're, the tie become your best teachers. You know, if you are embarrassed and you, you whatever, you know, then they, they don't want you to lose face and they, you know, it puts distance between you. So if you can laugh at yourself, that's good. I, I remember, I just remember one thing. I took one of my language exams and I had to do a, it was part of it was you had to write, uh, take dictation. So there, there was a Thai reader there and he was reading a story and it was all about sheep and shearing sheep, okay? But, okay, but the word for sheep and the word for old people is very, very close. It's the difference between a long vowel and a short vowel. And the word for shearing sheep, like the, the hair up in the sheep or the sheep thing is, and hair like on your head is also very close. So it's about shearing sheep. And I wrote the whole thing. I'm writing, as I'm taking the dictation, I'm writing it about cutting old people's hair and why are they taking the old people to the barn and how come they what what why is why do they have a stick that they're guarding you know they're hitting the old people to get them in the barn with and I'm like I you know but I'm like freaking out in my head I can't think of what it is you know and I turn in this dictation all about old people getting their hair cut in the barn and have no idea what it's about and I remember I went back to our, the whole way back to our apartment, I'm thinking, what in the world was that about? And I remember I walked into the apartment, the door shut behind me. And as soon as that, I went, oh, it was about sheep. It's sheep, you know? <laughs> and I just, I had a meltdown. It wasn't really funny at that point. It's funny now, but you know, the, the, the stress of trying to communicate clearly in another language, you know, I think it's a constant, it's a constant learning curve. And it's one of the ways that God keeps us humble. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and then I have such admiration for those who 
have six, seven, eight languages in their oh. minds. Oh. I just don't know how they do that. They have a special brain. They have a language mm -hmm. brain. You know, my mm -hmm. husband is like that. Language is like a puzzle to him. He's a puzzle person. He likes figuring things out and, and language is like a puzzle. And he, he picks up languages wherever we go. So it's, it's unbelievable. It's such a gift. Truly yes. A gift. Yes. Well, I want to thank you for today. Thank you for joining us on Truth Be Known. And Ty, you are an inspiration to me personally. And I know that I'm going to try to get as much time with you before uh, the end of June. I would love <laughs> I, that. I'm yes, sure everybody in your congregation wants the same, but but I'm going to steal some time with you yes, to make sure absolutely. that I get that before you go. But I want to thank you guys for your friendship. Thank you for your inspiration. Thank you for being obedient to God and just taking what God has done in you and putting it out there so that we can um, reap that benefit from that and really learn how to pray the word. So thank you so much. Well, there is such joy in following Jesus. And I do, I thank you for the opportunity and for those who will be listening to this. My prayer for you is that you will grab hold of him and not let go, believe him for greater things. Pray dreams, pray things that only he can do and watch how he just shows up in the midst of that. It's such an exciting adventure to follow Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree Thank with you. Would you mind praying us out on this session of Truth Be that. Known. Okay. I would love to do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, O oh God, for you are great and there is nothing too difficult for you. We lift up your name right now, O oh God. I thank you that we belong to you. We thank you, Father, for the truth that Jesus brought to us. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Father, we pray in his mighty name right now. I pray, Father, for those who are listening. I ask, O oh God, that you would give to them a fresh fire of the Holy Spirit, that it would be kindled in their hearts, or that they would have a fresh desire to serve you, O oh God, with a greater determination and perseverance and endurance, for surely that is what it will take to remain faithful until the day of Christ Jesus. So God, for all who listen, for all who listen, O oh God, take us deeper still. Give us a hunger for and a thirst for righteousness, for holiness, O oh God. Give us a hunger to be more like Jesus. And, oh, God, do this for the sake of your kingdom, for the sake of those who have yet to call on your name, that we might be true salt and we might be true light through the glory of Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. Thank you, Ty, for sharing with our Truth Be Known audience today about your journey to disciple the nations in prayer and how to learn to pray the word of God in every situation. If you would like to download this app, just go to the App Store and search for Pray the Word. You can begin your own personal journey of praying the Word of God. On the app, you'll find prayers for the COVID season, Lent, Advent, how to pray for the nations, leaders, pastors, neighborhoods, and even your own personal family. We'll put all the information on our Truth Be Known site and how you can download weekly prayer guides and know that there are 16 languages available. Thank you, friends, for listening to Truth Be Known and go to thetruthbeknown.org to find out more about our future episodes and guests that will be joining us each week. You can always find us on your favorite streaming service and don't forget to let the truth be known.